everyone. Welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. We're so glad to be here with you today. I am Pastor Megan, and I am here with Pastor Mary Sue Dreyer and Pastor Gary Two Dreyer. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Sue Folks, and Gary too. You were trying to say. Have you heard me mention lately that uh, Pastor Gary and Pastor Mary Sue are married? Did you know that they've been married? <laughs> Did I say five decades? Is that, no, you said <laughs> is that half, half a century. Almost <laughs> half a century. So they get to they get to complete each other's sentences and um, and uh, make cute jokes about their about their names. I get to sit back and enjoy it, and it is a true delight. Um, hey, we are in a uh, sermon series. Um, called Grow in Faith, and we're just talking about the ways that we grow in faith as Christians, those faith practices that we continue to practice week after week, year after year, throughout the course of our lifetime. Uh, and I, I swear every time we talk about one of these, we reference the occasional guilt that can come along with them. Oh, I don't pray enough. Oh, I always feel like I should give more. I always feel like I should. So let's just pile on to that guilt and let's talk about worship. Uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I hear a lot from people is, well, I just don't make it here very often. Mm. So please, yeah. friends, hear me absolve you of that guilt. However often you come to worship, we are so glad to have you. We are just grateful to be together with you in worship. Um, hey, should you want me to just read the, the read the lesson? Let's hear the passage, especially because I'm excited. The, the fun joke last week was, oh, it's Romans and it's Paul and Megan has a tormented relationship with him and his long sentences. Let me read a psalm and be excited about it because I love the psalms. So this is Psalm 95. Um, if you care about the superscripts in the psalms, which are not original to the texts, this one is, uh, in my book here at least, a, a call to worship and obedience. So we're going to read uh, Psalm 95 starting with verse 1. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, it's so beautiful. You uh, like poetry. I do like poetry um, and I like us, songs. How many of us are English majors? Uh, raise your hand if you're an English major. Oh, it's a podcast. You can't see that all our hands went up. Yes, I am so sorry, friends. You are listening to three English nerds. Um, so, but Pastor Gary, you'd mentioned that, that you uh, wanted to talk a little bit about this psalm in particular. Yeah, it's uh, probably one of the most recited psalms. I mean, you'd think Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, mm. which is probably the most recited psalm. But that being said, this psalm, the first seven verses, uh, are peculiar or to matins or morning prayer. And wherever morning prayer uh, is sung or said or has been sung or said, uh, they the, Psalm 4 is part of it. And so that going back, I don't know how many centuries, and if you if you have a hymnal or at your disposal, if you look, whatever hymnal you have, if you look up morning prayer or matins, you'll find this very passage. So it's, and it's really dear to me. 
it's interesting the the psalm itself is a two-part psalm the first part uh pastor megan read the second part is um a warning against disobedience ah. actually gets rather harsh at the end mm-hmm. and it's and it sets up it's almost like two different psalms but no they are connected and you i think the way it's connected is i think the psalmist is asking well why should we obey and the answer is we should obey because god has created um all of that there is that god is worthy of worship and why is god worthy of worship because of God's hand that has created so much. And I could talk more about that, but what about you two women? What do you think? (laughs) What do the ladies say? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I could talk about things, you know, particular to psalm structure, things like that kind of parallel structure, right? Uh, You can't see, friends, because it is indeed a podcast. Pastor Mary Sue is nodding your head. Yeah. Yes, Um, let's talk about that. Right? (laughs) One of the things that I think can throw us about a psalm is that it sounds like it's repeating itself. And so you have this sense of like, uh, did they mean to say that twice? The answer is (laughs) yes, they absolutely did. Um, uh, Psalms often employ this parallel structure where they make the point by saying it in two similar but different ways ways so that you're hearing almost kind of this echo of a thought every time so you understand the fullness the extremities um the 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 yes and of it so for instance in verse two let us come into his presence with thanksgiving let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise well those two things are pretty similar right they're all about let us come to god with this this loud and praiseful voice but it's saying things just a little bit different and so i i love these these parallels these back and forths like even in verse one it says come let us sing to the lord but the parallel part in verse one is let us make a joyful noise so there's space for you friends if you feel (laughs) like you can't be in worship because you're not much of a singer just know (laughs) that there is also space simply for your joyful Joyful noise noise, right (laughs) that's that's great the invitation is there and that's part of why i love reading psalms is hearing those that, that kind of poetry as it rolls and paints the fullness of the picture um and I like here in, in, in this psalm that the invitation to worship, like you said, Pastor Gary, is, you know, why do we worship? Because God's done all this. God is God. God has made all things. And, and it, hey, it makes sense to worship. And, and I like the invitation of that worship doesn't necessarily have to look any one way. I'm interpreting here. I'm sure that the psalmist was writing to a very particular style of worship. But I hear singing. I hear joyful noise. I hear bowing down. I hear kneeling. Um, I hear uh, this uh, you know, song of praise. You're all sorts of different invitations to the ways that um, that worship can look and sound. And I think, well, that's how exciting to know that there's no one way to worship as long as it is about this posture of praise to the one who has created all things, this this right relationship with the God who has made us and everything. Uh, that feels like an invitation to me. Another nice poetic touch is in verse 4. We have God's hand creating mm. the depths of the earth, uh, creating the mountains, God's hands at work, God's hands have molded the dry land. And this picture of this transcendent, powerful, unapproachable God, and yet later, 
it says we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. So you get a contrast with God's hands as doing these powerful transcendent things, but then this intimacy of God holding us like a little like a little lamb. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's beautiful. That's one of the things that I think is most exciting to me about it is you've got all this grandeur um, from the heights of the mountains to the depths of the sea, and then in verses 6 and 7a, and this great God is our God. Yeah. This great God cares about me. Like mm. you said, Pastor Gary, um, they, the psalmist uses this royal shepherd image yeah. that signifies that this great God rules God's people. Yeah. And um, it's so powerful. Many people feel like they are closest to God in the heights of the mountains yeah. or in the um, when they're out uh, in nature, and um, and there is some truth to being right where God's creativity is most grand and glorious. But this psalm was an invitation to join together and participate in this great enthronement festival mm. where everybody yeah. came in to the temple and worshiped together. What do you mean by enthronement festival? Uh-oh, definition. Think, you're absolutely right. I just want to hear you talk more about it. <laughs> well, just it, it was an invitation to people yeah. to come and, and, and join in the temple where it was believed God was enthroned and where God resided. Now, mm -hmm. we don't have that same notion about going to church because that's the only place where God lives. But there is a, a an awesomeness to it that also is perfect psalm for us to use in this series of growing in faith because it does acknowledge God is in the grandeur of all the all of creation but there is an invitation to come together mm -hmm. and um, be in this awesome place with each other where we acknowledge that God is present here mm -hmm. among us. It's, it's one of the things I say about why we come to worship, because just like when people say, well, I can experience God in the mountains, I can experience right. God in the forest, why can I come to, why do I have to come to worship? I say, we, we can experience God in so many places. God is at work right. in so many places, and we have been promised, we have been assured that the one place we will always encounter God, the one place that God will always be present with us, is when we are gathered in worship. There's, mm -hmm. There can be no doubt. That, that that is is a place God will always be and a place where we can always have encounter with God and, and be in community and be sustained and challenged by each other, by God's word, by God's very presence among us. So it's it's always going to be worth it. It's, it's always going to be an opportunity to be together with our creator. It's, <laughs> it's just always going to be true. And sometimes... People don't feel that way. Oh yeah. After worship. Oh yeah. It's um, but we never know if our presence in worship is somehow lifting up others around us. When we say our our prayers in worship, 
our Father in right. heaven. We collectively carry one another. Yeah. And so I might leave a worship service not feeling particularly all that inspired, but my presence there may well have helped somebody else. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's mystery. And that's one of the wonderful things, I think, about Psalm 95, the, the mystery of coming together before God. Yeah. Who knows what God will do with that? It's, it, you know, it's one of the, th- the promises that I will make to people sometimes when, you know, when I'm speaking with folks who say, I just don't feel like I feel God present in my life right now. And, and I feel very confident and comfortable in being able to say to people, um, you may not feel that now, and that is legitimate, and that is true, and I will hold for you that, that promise that God is present and yes. God is active, even if you do not know and feel that right now. That's okay. And so I can show up to worship and leave and say, Ugh, man, I might, I might feel worse than when I came in. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I know that I can, I can hold and say, and yet by being there, I was being part of this encounter with, with the divine for, for another person, for a whole community of people. Part of something bigger than I can dissect, yeah. analyze. Um, and one of the things, one of the other things I love about Psalm 95 is that um, it's a reminder that worship is more than um, a filling station where you get your gas tank filled up for the next week. Worship Mm -hmm. is more than a shot in the arm. Um, It's being part of God's community. Mm -hmm. To come to church isn't because I need dispensed to me some religious goods and services (laughs) so that I can um, somehow survive the next week. it's, It's together in front of the awesome presence of God. Yeah. And there is something mysterious and good about that and something that is frankly hard to come by in our culture. When when our kids, uh, Mary Sue and my kids were growing up, we had, oh, some songs on audio tapes. Look it up in the encyclopedia what an audio tape is. (laughs) (laughs) But we had these audio tapes um, and one of the lines was somebody says to the leader, uh, but I don't feel like worshiping. And the leader says, who said anything about feeling? We worship God because God is worthy to be praised. Oh, and yeah. I think it worship, I mean, we have that consumer mentality anymore. I'm going to go to this church because they offer racquetball. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, we go to church because... God is worthy to be praised. It really isn't necessarily about us at all. And, and yeah, it, in Ephesians, the writer three different times says, uh, once associated with the Father, once associated with the Son, once associated with the Spirit, that the reason we are alive is to praise God. It's our French raison d'etre. It's and, uh, not sure. a language I speak. Sure, sure. I believe you. It's, yeah. our, it's our reason for existence. Yeah. It's, it is how we are made. It's who we are. Uh, we are made to worship God. And we are the most whole and the most happy uh, when we are all that we can be when we are in the process of acknowledging God in our lives. It goes back to what we were saying last week yeah. about Paul. Pastor Mary oh, Paul, um, that that um, Luther spoke of being free for praising God and loving so our neighbor. Nice. 
And so um, Psalm 95 and talking this week about worship um, follows right in that, that we need to, that's another way that we are drawn together as God's people. And I think there's a freedom too in, in being able to say it's not about you know, did I leave feeling like my tank filled up? If that happens, that's beautiful and wonderful. How fantastic. But I don't have to put that pressure on myself even to say, what's the one thing? What's the one thing I'm going to get out of worship today that's going to make me feel better about my Monday? Um, I don't I don't have to come to worship with that purpose. I can come to worship with the purpose of, of, of simply praising God because God is worthy of being praised. Yeah. And because my and because my praise is one voice in many voices right. that gather together to offer that praise to God. My Not joyful only, noise. Amen. <laughs> Even when I am completely off key. Whoo, and it's I think there's there's some liberation in that. The pressure is off. It's not about you have to do it a certain way. It's not about if you walked out and didn't feel that magic spark today. It's not that you did something wrong. And and here, here I will offer something too, not because I'm trying to let myself off the hook, but it's also not necessarily that your pastor did something wrong. <laughs> so, sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, sometimes yeah. that, that tank filling doesn't happen when it does, praise God, but sometimes it doesn't. And because if you reorient yourself with the purpose of coming to worship of saying, I come to to encounter my God. It's I, about I come, God. I come to praise my God. I come to to offer my gratitude to my Creator um, as part of a community. That's and that's something I can do. You know, that's something I can do. I can show up and pull that off. I think most of the time, at least. I can't help but think about your father. Pastor Gary, when we think about um, making a joyful noise, you should tell the listeners just briefly about how terribly tone deaf he was. Oh, he had a beautiful <laughs> voice. It just he couldn't carry a tune, <laughs> and he he would uh, he would sing it out in church. And if and at his home congregation, everybody was used to it. But if we went any visiting, people would turn around and look at him. Who is that? <laughs> he would just glare back. <laughs> <laughs> making his joyful noise right I and I love the invitation to make a joyful noise it's I appreciate one of the things I very much appreciate about life here at Easter is that that joy in music and doing music mm. well and doing it consistently and and finding some pride in it so please friends do not hear me say oh, I wish we didn't enjoy that so much we shouldn't enjoy music so much it mostly I also appreciate that the invitation is is also to those who are completely tone deaf, those those who have no sense of rhythm, those who cannot read a note off the page and have no idea what line of the song we're on. Uh, the invitation <laughs> is to us all, right? We we all have a voice to raise and a, and a place in this in this choir, even if you have no place in a choir, because it's it's not about being perfect or doing it right. It is about like we say, praising our God. Yeah, no, it, no way to worship wrong. No way to worship. Not wrong. a performance art. It's not a performance art, and and thank God for that because I think I would I would probably blow it most of the time. Um, it's 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 invitation, right? Yeah. And that is the I think the point of a lot of these faith practices really is that this ongoing invitation is not to become perfect at it, but to continue to engage with it, to learn from it, to grow in it, to see God at work through it amen that's, that's the yeah. invitation right right yeah can I, I read a passage from ephesians that 
I said earlier that the writer lifts up that the praise of God is our reason for being. Yes, right? yes, and yes. And he ends up the third verse uh, with a with a uh, signal for praise. Now to God, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we can ask or even imagine, to that God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's praise. That is praise. And that, friends, is a really beautiful note on which to end and send us out into our week and in our world. Thank you for joining us here in the Carry On Cast, the podcast here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. See you soon, friends. May the road rise on